So what exactly is an oversight CRA? We're going to talk about that coming up. Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another video. Today we're going to be talking about what exactly is an oversight CRA. Now this is slightly different than a normal CRA, a clinical research associate, who typically goes on site to the sites, monitors their data, interacts with the study coordinator, with the PIs, etc. source data verifies, does IP accountability, and all the things that CRAs do, collect essential documents, and all the things that they do. So this is slightly different than that in the sense that they are put in place by the sponsor to oversee the CRAs. So the sponsor is going to put in place what they call an oversight CRA, and this can be someone who works directly for the sponsor, like in their organization, and they are going to oversee the CRO's CRAs. So typically one oversight CRA can oversee up to 10 of the CRO's CRAs. So why am I doing a video on this? Why is this coming up more and more? You know, what is the purpose of this oversight CRA? Aren't the CRAs just amazingly good at their job and, you know, they're going to be uh, excellent anyway? So why does the sponsor need to oversee them? Aren't they being overseen anyway? Well, not that is not exactly the case. Uh, the sponsors are having a trouble by, the sponsors are having trouble with looking and seeing how well the CRAs are doing. And they have found that CRAs are not matching up to the quality agreement set forth. Uh, when it comes to successfully monitoring studies, a large number of the findings that are being found by the FDA now, a large number of findings that the FDA has found is that, you know, there's a failure to ensure proper monitoring of the study. So what does that mean? That means that the data is going to be bad. There's going to be a lot of notes of files. I mean, basically the main thing is the data is going to be bad. So they're finding, the CRO is finding, I mean, the sponsor is finding that there's going to be a lot of bad data. And that is extremely costly to them. So a lot of people are probably thinking, if you're listening to this, well, isn't an oversight CRA going to be pretty costly as well? Especially if you've got, this is a new person that you have to add on to the study, to every single study you're running, you know, a new position. Well, what they're finding is there's something called the Hawthorne effect. Now, when you add someone in, basically the Hawthorne effect says, and to put it simply, people tend to perform better when they know they're being watched. Ten, people tend to perform better when they know they're being watched. So that's the same thing for CRAs. If they know someone is closely watching what they're doing and monitoring them, they're gonna typically perform better, closely follow the data collect better essential documents, more uh, submissions to the TMF, whatever, whatever it is they want to measure. But they have found that due to the Hawthorne effect that they are going to perform better when they put an oversight CRA in place. So this is going to cost less money in the long run when the FDA has findings and, re and rejects their clinical drug from coming to the market or progressing uh, into a different phase of the trial they're going to be glad that they spent money on an oversight CRA. So that's basically what they're saying. Um, 
so basically, yeah, the, the typical role of the oversight CRA is just to monitor the CRO's CRA. And they said, yeah, I'm, I'm reading off an article here I recently found about this topic because this is pretty new in the CRO landscape, in the pharmaceutical landscape. They typically didn't have someone so like dedicated to overseeing the monitors. They had all, the sponsor team always has a project management team and they kind of oversee everything that the CRO does, but nobody specifically and, you know, occasionally that project manager would go out on site with the monitor or they'd have a clinical person that would go on site with a monitor from time to time, but no one that was dedicated to it. So, you know, basically this oversight CRA is going to be someone who's got a lot of experience in monitoring and they want them to be a regulatory expert, an expert in regulatory and quality assurance. And the big thing that they're going to want is to have the experience and the ability to create CAPA plans. So if you don't know what CAPA plans are, that's basically a corrective action plan. And these are all over clinical research. You can give them to studies. If, this, if, if a site is not performing up to par, you'd put them on a corrective action plan. Uh, if a team is not performing up to par, you'd put them on a corrective action plan, et cetera, et cetera. So this is this is unique idea. If you're interested in being a CRA, this could be a good career path for you if you want to work at the sponsor level after you've done you know, some years in, in the CRA role because this is a new role come up and coming. And you know, I think this is great because sponsors are gonna be more comfortable putting their trials in CRO's hands if they know that mo the monitoring is gonna be data, uh, is going to be closely watched by them. And you know, I think it's overall a win-win because they're going to be a lot happier with the product they get back at the end of the study when they realize that their data is going to be a lot cleaner. So, hey, and I, you know, I recently saw this position up there. I didn't realize because sponsors also have CRAs, like regular CRA positions too. And I had applied for it, but I did not realize it was an oversight CRA. So this, uh, me talking about this is actually pretty uh, coincidental also. This is one of the reasons I want to talk to you about it because I'm sure a lot of people did not know that there was such thing as an oversight CRA. This is because it's becoming pretty new and pretty popular pretty quickly. So look for that. I think we're also going to see sponsors hiring more CRAs also. So if you are looking to be a CRA, I would definitely look out for sponsor positions where they are willing to train you and bring some of the monitoring in-house. If they bring that monitoring in-house, then they don't need an oversight CRA anymore. So uh, I think that's the end goal for them also. But as always, guys, if you're interested in getting your resume reviewed, if you are having a hard time getting in the clinical industry, clinical research industry, or you just want to set yourself apart from everybody else and have that stellar resume that you need, you can email us at eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com to get your resume in the right person's hands. And, you know, finally, I mean, a lot of people, they, they apply for jobs, but the resume is one of the most important things that you need to have because that's going to catch people's eye. That's going to catch that recruiter, that hiring manager's eye to say, hey, we should interview this person and get them to the next level. And we've helped a lot of people. Um, you know, it's just a great process to go through in general because it allows you to see your strengths and weaknesses of your resume and for you to think about it. Think about that in a good manner and also help prepare you for your interview when you need to know your resume backwards and forwards. 
when you, we go through it and break it down like this. So once again, email us at eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. If you want to do some interview prep also, we are offering that. Email us there also. Um, of course, you want to have that confidence when you go into your interview. And the confidence really starts early in the process with your resume, but it continues all the way on through the interview preparation. So email us there also. Like this video, subscribe, hit the podcast link and write us a review. All right, guys, take care.